and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast, a discussion of God's extraordinary works through His ordinary ways. My name is Winston Weber, and I got Mike with me. How's it going, Pastor Mike? Good, and I'm not angry. You're not angry. No, because we're talking about anger today, so I had to make sure I wasn't angry today. (laughs) That's very good. You rage at me all the time. (laughs) Rage against the Winston. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So kind of along the same lines, we want to talk about anger the same way that we were doing with sadness. And, you know, that really started, you you had mentioned last time about how in Ephesians it says, be angry and do not sin. Kind of along the same lines then, you know, you have, is there a proper time to be sad? The answer, yes. Well, how about anger? Uh, you know, you had already mentioned be angry and do not sin. So uh, there might be a time to be angry. In fact, it's a command to be angry. So <laughs> how do I do that without being rageful? So what's the difference of having the emotion of being angry and not being rageful? Yeah, that's another big topic. And Is I there think... a better word than rageful? No, I think you just leave it with that. <laughs> Ragey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Though I think here, look at this is part of life, and we need to touch on this as well. But I would say this, that again, our emotions run the gamut. So some people seem to have a very short fuse, and they go from zero to a hundred, you know, in three seconds on the anger scale, and it goes quickly to rage. Others have this latent, latent anger that doesn't come out until greatly provoked. And But here's the thing, you have to own your own emotions. You cannot blame someone. What do we say? You made me angry. Well, what you did caused me to think in ways where I allowed myself to be angry. But I cannot blame it on you. I can't say, well, I'm not going to take responsibility for that. Each one has to bear their own load. Galatians 6, we bear one another's burdens, that overload, but we need to carry our normal cargo, our normal daily responsibility. And our normal daily responsibility as believers is to walk by the Spirit and not according to the flesh. And so I think we need to take it a lot more seriously that if we're calling Jesus Lord because he is Lord, that means that he has the absolute right to rule over us. In Galatians chapter 5, it tells us to walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And it talks about all the deeds of the flesh, and one of them is fits of anger in verse 20. And so we see that rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, all these things, but one is fits of anger. And so a fit of anger doesn't fit in walking by the Spirit. So the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such things there is no law. Anger's not in there. So anger is not a fruit of the Spirit. It is a human emotion, though, which is why it is listed. So there is a big difference between being angry and not sinning and obviously being angry and sinning. So going back to Ephesians 4 then, be angry, do not sin, okay, how? How do I do that as a Christian and still live the Christian life if I truly believe that Jesus is Lord? That's a great question. And listeners, this is unscripted. We're just going. And so we might not be perfect in this, but I'm just going to kind of roll us through some scriptures here, okay? So in Ephesians 4, it says, put aside falsehood. This is in verse 25. Having put aside falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Verse 26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. And the idea there is that don't let the day start or end with anger and with unresolved issues. Remember, it's about putting away falsehood. It's about speaking the truth with your neighbor. Now, sometimes we say, well, I'm angry at you and you need to know because I have to speak the truth to you. 
The idea of a fit of anger, though, has no place in this context. So it talks also about thieves no longer stealing. So angry people not letting their anger take over and make a, a, a havoc of things, right? It says in verse 29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. So that's literally rotten. So don't let garbage talk come out of your mouth. That's in the same context of, of it's okay to be angry and not sin because sometimes when we're angry, we say things we don't mean or we say things we do mean and we need to apologize for them because they're not appropriate. They are actually mean-spirited. And so let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, only such as is good for edification, what is for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And then it goes on and it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And then it says in verse 31 and 32, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. You've got a lot of words there that mean a lot of things that are related. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, malice, all bad things. It says, get rid of all of that. Get rid of all of that and do this. Verse 32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So the person who says, well, I can be angry because I have to be honest, is actually not walking by the Spirit. A believer who says that actually needs correcting by the Holy Spirit whom they're grieving, as well as fellow believers that can come alongside and speak the truth lovingly to them, gently to them, but also firmly. So then when we are angry, it is not to that rageful point. It's not to that point of going out and just completely abandoning any sort of self-control. There is an anger that is self-controlled is what you're saying. I believe so. The Psalms and Proverbs talk a lot about human emotions, right? The Psalms talk about the whole gamut of human emotions. Proverbs, though, talks about keeping many of those emotions in check. Proverbs 4.23 says... Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. You need to understand, you know, what you're like. And if you know that you're angry, let's say you know that you have a short fuse. Be self-aware. Be careful. I know that for me, if I didn't get enough sleep the night before something, I always tell myself, don't make any big decisions. Don't get any debates with anyone because it's easier for me to get in an argument with someone if I'm sleep deprived. And so the idea is some people are short-fused, some people are long-fused, but the idea is that your fuse would actually be controlled by the Holy Spirit, governed by the Word of God. It's not like we're walking around with a temperature gauge on us and you can tell if someone is, you know, at 95 degrees and about to blow. You don't know. And so sometimes people look very calm, but they're really angry. Other people look angry and it's just their baseline. <laughs> I mean, their, you're Italian. It's just baseline your baseline emotion. emotion. Irish, English, and <laughs> Italian. You got it, baby. No, seriously, there's some people that just have emotion at a higher level uh, as, a, as a normal thing. But all Christians are called to walk by the Spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh. And one of those desires is to let anger out on other people. Yeah, and kind of going along those same lines of anger, I, I think if you walk the, the level playing field, you got anger on one side, then you've got you know this kind of rage on another, but then you go into a more reserved form of anger, bitterness. What is going on with bitterness, and is there a time to be bitter? Is that an emotion? Mm-hmm. or? It also says in Ephesians 4, let, all, let go of all bitterness. 
the idea sometimes we have this latent hostility towards someone we have bitterness towards them uh, resentment uh, hebrew says don't let any root of bitterness spring up because it defiles many it defiles people so bitterness is not good mm-hmm. in fact if you think that you're dealing with your anger by just shoving it down and not confessing it to God or not dealing with it, then you might become a bitter person who is deeply resentful and you don't even realize it. And at the most inopportune time, it breaks out on someone. Mm. Let me give you a word picture. So let's just say I have a mean, angry, mangy dog in my backyard. Nothing like the dog I do own, Mm. but just a bad dog. And I know that dog, if I let that dog out, it's going to go out and bite people. If someone knows they're angry and they don't care about other people, they'll let the dog out. Mm. Okay. You could also have a can of Coke and shake it up. And you know, if you pop that top, what's going to happen. And so some people provoke others, by the way, let's say you're married. You know that between you and your wife, there are certain things that set each other off. I tell everyone in premarital counseling, and I wish I practiced it more often. Don't press the button. When you know there's a button that your spouse has, that if you say that or you do that, it's going to set them off. It's unloving to press that button or to say that thing or to do that thing. Mm, Absolutely. So, And that goes into the body of Christ, really, because we are to be loving and kind and compassionate to one another and to do the things that make for building up and mutual edification. Yeah, absolutely. So this was a really good episode. I really appreciate it. I know it was a shorter one, but kind of running the gambit of the anger emotions is important for us to talk about. And, you know, for you listeners out there, there might be a lot more of you who realize, you know what, I was holding on to a lot of bitterness. And we may distract it as, you know, oh, I'm just, you know, a little ticked at that person or, oh, they, you know, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But maybe that's bitterness. So, you know, it would be a good encouragement to really get to that level and see, is that bitterness? But... You know, I really appreciate this, uh, Mike. I got some of my own emotions to think about now, and I really appreciate you talking about that. Thank you. This is real life where you take the objective word of God and a subjective person and where those two mesh and the Holy Spirit oversees and overrides and you just want to yield to the Spirit. You want to do what pleases God. And we know we don't always do that, but it's a learning process, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. And uh, we hope that you listeners out there have enjoyed this episode and that you're edified by it. If you wanted to write in to us, you can do so at ordinarychurch at gmail.com. Send us future topics for us to discuss, or maybe if you want to just talk about how this has impacted your life. We love getting those emails. So send those to ordinarychurch at gmail.com. And we hope you'll join us next Thursday as we remain faithful, even in the ordinary.